0: Welcome to Big Dad Energy: The Journey of Parenting and Adulting through the Eyes of Two Young Dads. I'm your co-host Joe Lopez, and with me, as always, is my caffeinated co-dad, Jared Shizmansky. Jared, how are you?
1: Hey. Oh, I am. I am good. I am definitely caffeinated today. Yeah. My kiddo has not slept for the last two days, so.
0: Ooh, that's rough.
1: I feel like I come on every week and say that. Yeah. And I swear. Sometimes we do. We have some really good like days. So uh, something good that's happened is he has started sleeping big chunks of time. Okay. Um, so he will sleep like six hours when we first put him down. Oh, gotcha. Um. Yeah. So that's really good. But he falls asleep at like six thirty, right? So he'll be he'll be asleep from like six thirty to twelve thirty, which is a really good chunk of time. Mm-hmm. Um. But what happens recently, like the last two days, is once he's awake after that uh, big long sleep. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to be put down like he's still really tired and wants to sleep right but he wants to sleep like on katie rye oh
0: yeah i get that
1: so it's been a it's been a challenging couple of nights Ooh. but he's asleep and he's asleep in his crib right now which oh is really
0: are you guys new yeah. to the crib how like what's been going on with that yeah
1: so within the last week we uh we've been doing naps in the crib okay and then he sleeps in the bassinet overnight oh okay cool Um, and i stay up uh, quite a bit later than katie does so he'll actually fall asleep on my side of the bed Mm -hmm. uh with katie um and then when i come to bed i move him to the bassinet so that's been our, our normal nightly routine but katie and i talked about it and he is too big for the bassinet now uh i don't know how this happened and how he grew so fast but Literally, I put him in there, and he like tries to move his arms, and he hits the wall, and wakes himself up. Oh, really? So, yeah. So I, I was telling Katie, I was like, "All right, we uh, we really need to work the crib in." Yeah. So. Well, so it's been good. It'll be interesting. I don't think he'll probably stay in the crib all night tonight. Yeah. I have a feeling after he wakes up, he'll probably come to the come back to the bedroom just because we you know we miss him. <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> yeah. Exactly.
1: Right. And as, I mean. But if this first, if we start to, you know, work it so a little bit here, a little bit there, then we'll start to get up to full nights in his, in his crib. Oh yeah,
0: definitely. It's, uh, it's pretty, uh, pretty great.
1: Yeah. 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 I actually, we took our first step today. We got a, uh, we got a noise machine off your recommendation a couple episodes ago. Yeah.
0: I love the noise Um, machine.
1: And it doubles as a baby monitor. Oh wow. So it's a noise machine that I can also, I have like, it's an, it's one like control through an app, and I can open the app, and it has a uh, monitoring setting. So you just hit monitor, and you can hear what's going on in the room. Nice. So yeah, it's pretty nice. I'm excited about it. It's our first day with it, so we'll see. We'll see how it works out. But right, so far so good. Nice, cool. That's awesome. How about you? How's everything going?
0: Oh, not too bad. Um, I mean, considering, uh. So yesterday, there was a bird stuck in my chimney.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I was hoping we'd tell this story.
0: It was ridiculous, so I'll try to do it as quickly as possible. Mm -hmm. I woke up at 8 a.m. to Mia barking like somebody was at my front door, like just going nuts. And I was like, holy shit, like what's going on? Um, And she barks and runs out of the bedroom. And I was like, okay, 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 like I'll take you outside. So I let her outside. And as I'm standing in my front room, I just hear like a (laughs) and like scratching inside of my chimney.
1: (laughs) That was a phenomenal bird impression. I want to let you know. Thank
0: you. I've practiced a long time on it. Um, (laughs) And I was like, holy shit. Are you kidding me? And then I heard it again and I was like, damn it. So I let Mia in and I go into the bedroom where Kayla and Cora were awake and uh, like, but barely awake. And I was like, Kayla, there's a, bird in our chimney. She's like, "What?" I was like, "There's a bird stuck in our chimney, like in the fireplace." She's like, Ugh. "Oh my gosh." So, we put Cora in the living room and thankfully she was in a really good mood. She sat in there for about 20 minutes. And oh, wow. we kind of just sat at the fireplace figuring like trying to figure out what to do. And uh the bird like we could see it. Like it was in the fireplace and we could see it hopping around and it would come up to the glass and like hit the glass of it um and this was like a woodpecker so it had like a thin pointy sharp beak and
1: not to not to trigger any of our friends but that's a pretty big bird in comparison. <laughs> that's, i mean you know that's 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 no finch flying into your into your chimney there. no no
0: no and you know the size of the bird's debatable some people might call it small sure. some people might call it sure, big sure. depending on who you are Maybe might be a medium-sized. It might be a medium-sized bird, Uh, and we were like, "What do we do? What do we do?" So we grabbed some gloves, and we were trying to like get a sheet, and we were gonna like try to open it up and catch it. (laughs) You're gonna catch the bird. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, it came to the point where we were like, "Okay, we're gonna you know try to do it." And I like got on the roof and opened up like the vent to see if it would also fly out, Mm -hmm. and then it went up into the chimney and then just like got stuck in the oh no. in the flue like the vent that opens and closes so that you know to let smoke out yeah, yeah yeah and i was like god damn it so i got back up on the roof and i'm like messing with it and it's probably i don't know nine o'clock and we can't get this thing out like it is just not coming out so i was like well <laughs> we're, we're gonna leave it and i left this thing in the chimney for like six hours almost six hours oh my gosh um i was like i got other shit to do like i got errands to run and things to do like i'll try to work on this later so we raked the yard and got some more stuff done i was like all right let's try it again um and i got up on the (laughs) roof because i knew the flu was broken and uh i got the kayla's dad's um pole saw which is a really old one that's you know you it's hand pulling it's not like electric or uh a chain right, right
1: right right it's just basically a saw tied to the it, end of a stick yes right? exactly um and i
0: extended this thing like i don't know eight nine feet and i just start jamming it into this thing and i was like well if this bird dies this was its time
1: to go <laughs> you're gonna katie's gonna call you this <laughs> i know i did just gonna give you a t- two-hour lecture What? why you shouldn't let that happen i didn't
0: want to kill the bird but i was like i gotta get this thing open i gotta get the bird out And uh, while this is going on I'm like calling Kayla Because she's down in the house Like I'm like what's going on Do you see the bird And uh, we had been messaging her parents And her parents actually showed up While I was up on the roof And Joe Rudinger to the rescue again This man is just a hero Of course He's a hero Um, He
1: grabs his The man that can do it all He really can
0: He gets up on the roof with me And he's like Well I'm gonna go open it With my hands And I was like Okay, if you say so. So he <laughs> <laughs> he gets these big thick work gloves on and uh some flashlights and he's like looking up in the chimney from the house and yep. Kayla and I are in our front room. I'm guarding like the dining room and Kayla's guarding the hallway. We each have a broom and he opens up the flue and it's still in there.
1: Oh and no. And he's like
0: it, this thing's like sitting on the uh the flap basically not coming down on
1: the metal flap yeah yeah, yeah.
0: so he's like well i'm going to go on the roof and kind of peek down and uh he goes up on the roof and you can hear him because the chimney's open and he looks down the flue and you can just hear him and good thing this has an explicit tag on this podcast you hear him he just goes oh shit that's a big fucking <laughs> bird <laughs> 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 and i was like yeah yeah it is and it's got a sharp pointy
1: beak <laughs> and then we know where joe runninger falls on the uh on the big bird special. yeah
0: apparently a woodpecker is big bird um but it was a big bird and he he's like all right i'm gonna jam the uh pole saw down and open up the front door you guys and and let's see what happens so we're kayla and i take our places guarding the house you know to fight any yep. birds
1: you don't punch a bird in the face, you don't I, care. Well,
0: maybe not the face, because that beak would probably slice my hand open. But I'll definitely punch it in the head. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he says, "You ready? Go!" And he slams the the pole down, and the bird comes flying out of the chimney, or out of the fireplace, smacks mm-hmm. the wall, shits on the wall, and then falls to the ground and flies out the front door.
1: Oh my gosh. <laughs>
0: I was like I was like there were so many things I was gonna do today and here I am.
1: It just completely derailed by a bird <laughs> getting stuck in your chimney.
0: Absolutely ridiculous.
1: That's that is that is pure homeownership at its finest, right yeah, there.
0: It was insane. It was the most ridiculous thing I've had to deal with in this house.
1: <laughs>
0: what a story. Yeah. That was good. That was really good. <sighs> it was something. I mean but uh, that was Sunday. Saturday, we had Cora's birthday party, though. Yeah, tell me about it. The big one. The big one. Um, it was a lot of fun. So she turned one on Friday, uh, and she actually went to daycare on Friday. And Kayla said when she got to daycare on Friday, um, she got swarmed by the kids, and they had decorated the house for her, and like they made her birthday cards, Aww. um, and they sang happy birthday to her, and it was really cute. Um,
1: That's awesome. Yeah.
0: So, Saturday, we we had her birthday, and it was donut-themed, so we ordered two dozen donuts and a special jelly donut for her that's blueberry-filled. Oh, nice. Yeah. And so, I got up and got the, the donuts, and we got the house ready, and um, it was basically, it was me and Kayla, and then my two sisters, and their four kids, yeah, four kids, um, and my mom, and then kayla's parents her brother his fiance, and their son who's just a few months older than kayla um or cora (laughs) not kayla (laughs) yeah i was gonna say yeah no just a few months older than cora and uh it was really nice like there was uh you know a handful of people in our house but it was a lot of fun there were people that were around all the time and uh cora was excited she loves kids so she really just followed the kids around and they they will go and like play with her kitchen set like all the kids will um they they range in age from uh four i think three or four to eleven um my four nieces and nephews that were over so they all just hung out and and played and the kids were a lot of fun and it was an amazing day out on saturday
1: oh yeah it was weather weather this weekend has been phenomenal it was so
0: good um so we ate lunch and then we tried to give her her donut and she like didn't want it she didn't care
1: she uh so instead of a cake you guys bought her a donut yeah
0: so we got her a jelly donut in case she did want to smash it you know it still made the cute mess but she like poked her finger in it and like licked her finger and then didn't care
1: <laughs> <laughs> She's not a sweets girl. She's not. She lo- should have given her blueberries. I
0: that's what I thought about today. I should have given her a pile of blueberries just to go at. Um, she loves her fruits and vegetables. Would have loved it. Yeah. Would have loved it. She would have. But uh, yeah. And then we just did a pinata, and the kids all hung out, and we opened presents, and it was just a lot of fun. And now we have a lot of toys that make noise and music.
1: Ooh. Mm-hmm are you afraid any of them any of them are haunted uh
0: they're not haunted yet but the ghosts in this house might possess a couple of them i'm sure
1: i mean that's that's the mo of noisy toys right is they just they get possessed that's what they do exactly
0: um but the cutest thing was she got a couple baby dolls for her birthday and one of them had a bottle and like we we've never thought about her playing with dolls at daycare but you know, after everybody left, she grabbed her doll from the crib that it came in and grabbed the bottle and just put it right to the baby's mouth. Oh wow. And it was like this surreal moment for Kayla and I where we're like, "Oh my, like this this our baby, our 1-year-old child like knows how to play with a baby doll, which is weird to say, but like she knows to put the bottle in its mouth and feed it and she puts it in the stroller that she got with it and pushes it around
1: that's isn't it crazy like it's it's not instinctual right she watched somebody do it but the fact that she watched it picked it up and like put it into practice you know without you teaching her that's awesome yeah it, it it's
0: so interesting she's so smart you know i just can't wait for her to keep learning and and like look using communication tools you know using her words and um she's she's very smart and and it was a very cool moment to see you know her first birthday and to see her turn one and see where she's grown and it's been awesome
1: she's like an awesome little social butterfly too like i I was thinking about it the other day when we were over there like she just she was a little shy when we first walked in because obviously she doesn't remember Mm -hmm. when she met us but as soon as she was like oh these people are in my house okay just took off as a social butterfly like she's she's not scared of anything no
0: no she's not and that's what's pretty great about her is she's she is social and she likes people and she really likes kids which is really awesome
1: yeah that's awesome yeah how How did you feel were you feeling nostalgic like the whole day um a little bit
0: uh, but you know I you know Kayla kind of says the whole like my baby's so old, like I want her to stay little, but I really, really love watching her learn um yeah, and it's it's yeah, it was nostalgic of the the moments when she was first born, and you know I just laid with her in the rocking chair watching Harry Potter, and she just slept um mhm-. You know those moments are great and she'll sit with me every once in a while we'll just watch tv but uh but definitely it was more cool to say like look at her like she's walking she's playing she's learning and she's doing these amazing amazing things that you know we don't ever think about like we just walk because that's what we've done our whole lives and like to see her learn how to walk and to prefer how to walk and to just do it is is amazing so just seeing those moments and and imagining what the future down the line has is like what compels me more than than the nostalgia of it
1: yeah no i absolutely agree katie and i talk about that a lot i mean and it's only been two months for us right Mm so even nostalgia is not that old but we um katie's very much like oh i want him to like stay like this and you know he's so small and so cute and every time for me, it's like I, every time he has a milestone, like uh, two days ago, he looked at his hands and like really saw his hands mm-hmm. for the first time. And that to me, like I just catch those little things. Those blow me away. I, I like that a lot more. So I think I'm going to be more along the lines of, you know, in, or in the same boat that you are. Of, Oh, my gosh. Like, look at how he's learning. Look at how he's growing. Look at how he's becoming like a human. I think that that to me is going to be way cooler. Yeah,
0: for sure. For sure. It's uh, it's cool to watch him grow. I'm excited for you to go through all that well, with Ben.
1: Yeah, me too. I'm excited for him to be on, you know, normal sleep schedule. That's, <laughs> that's what I'm excited for. Good luck. I know it. I know it. Well, so speaking of nostalgia, uh, what we're kind of, the actual topic of today's episode is is what we're going to call origin stories. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just talking about nostalgia and, and where we came from and, and you know, what's it like becoming dads i think that's gonna be uh there's gonna be some really cool things that we end up talking about so i just you know to start off i want to ask you like when did you know you wanted to start a family um i feel like i i knew pretty young
0: that i wanted to have a family um i think i've said it on here before my dad was one of 18 kids my mom was one of seven i'm one of four um So I grew up with a lot of people around and I grew up with a lot of Mm -hmm. cousins around my age. Um, So I knew that I wanted to have a family that could experience those things as well, like experience the holidays with an amazing family and have people around all the time. Um, So I feel like I've always known that I wanted to to have a family. Um, You know, I never knew what age that would be. But but I definitely knew that
1: I wanted a family kind of fairly young. Uh, so since you knew so young, like you and Kayla started dating in high school, did you guys talk about it in high school? Like when you first started dating, was it something you're like, hey, by the way, I want this massive family like I have? <laughs> um, it was never like I want 18 kids. Um,
0: sure. <laughs> God, I hope not. Right. So, you know, when Kayla and I first got together, I was 16 um, and she was 17. Yeah, that was 12 years ago now. You crazy kids. Um, And and when we first kind of started dating and getting around each other's family, the first kind of big outing I was with her family, Uh, she was like, you know, not even then. It was kind of she just told me kind of up front, oh, well, I have kind of a big family. And I was like, oh, really? You know, what's your family like? She's like, well, my mom was one of five kids. She's like, I think there's like... 35 people in our family and i was just like laughed at her i was like you're silly <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh oh to be young right
0: so um i mean probably shortly after the i love yous came the like oh well do you think we'll ever get married and have kids and things like that so i mean it definitely it was always in in the works of us having a family um yeah, yeah.
1: i i it'd be i think you know you don't necessarily think about that in high school mm-hmm. right but it, it's always you know hey i do want a family one day but you can't you can't conceptualize it right until until it becomes a little bit real oh
0: for sure for sure um when did you know that like you wanted to have a family
1: yeah so uh similarly to kayla not you like my family's not not 18 kids crazy <laughs> <laughs> but they are uh I do have. I have like uh, actually, it has grown as the years have gone on. But I have somewhere around twenty cousins. Okay. Uh, that are relatively close in age. Uh, some aren't anymore because my aunt was young and now has young kids. Mm. But uh, for the most part, like I have four siblings. Um, I lied. I have five siblings. <laughs> uh, I'm not gonna. T- I'm not gonna mention which one I forgot. <laughs> I don't think any of them listen to the podcast. So, uh, but. I have five siblings, you know, I have 20 cousins. So it's, I have a big family. Um, but the only thing about me too is my parents were, uh, were divorced. Right. Mm-hmm. So f- for me, I wanted a family, uh, because I wanted to, to do it differently than my parents did it. Right. Yeah. Like I grew up and saw how that happened how it all shook out. And I'm like, man, when I have a family one day, I'm not going to let it happen. Like nothing like that's going to, going to go through. So I always, I always wanted a a family from when I was young. Mm -hmm. Uh, but then it really came into focus. Like when I was in college, uh, I actually was dating a girl who we were pretty serious. We've been dating a year or so. And she was uh, a little bit younger than I was. Mm -hmm. And when I mentioned like, Oh yeah, I I was getting close to graduation. I was going to get a job and, you know, start thinking about like the rest of your life. And I was like, yeah, I really want to start a family. And she mentioned like, she didn't want kids. And, uh, and I was like, "Oh, like never." And she's like, "No, I don't think ever." And that uh, that wasn't the only reason we broke up, but that was kind of the beginning of the end because I knew, you know, from that moment, I needed uh, I needed somebody that that wanted the same things I did, right? right? Like with a family and kids and stuff like that. So I would say I, I've known my whole life that I wanted to be a dad, mm-hmm. um, and it really just kind of stuck to me, like when I was a senior in college, and I was like, "Okay, I w- I want to uh, I want to actually start a family,
0: right?" Yeah, that uh, so, yeah. that all, I mean, that all makes sense. I think if you kind of know and you're with somebody that also knows it, it's going to only cause tension.
1: And that's, I, I mean, you get to a point and that's why I asked you about like in high school, it's really hard to have that conversation. Mm-hmm. But when I was, you know, graduating college and starting career, it was easy to have that conversation because, you know, I was, well, I wasn't a super adult yet. I knew that the next steps I was going to take, I needed to have a little bit of a focus on, right? Right. So. Nice. So that was, I mean, it was easier to have that conversation once, once you knew what you wanted. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So what was it like growing up with such a, such a huge family? I mean, I, I know a little bit, but I mean, that was, that's another level. Yeah, it was, um,
0: it was crazy. And I think part of it was because we actually saw each other all the time. So it wasn't like we were a big family that was distant. We were a big family that was close. Um, so it was a very large community. I remember growing up, like every Sunday, we would go to my grandparents' house, which they were both, uh, they had both died at that point. I mean, uh, my grandpa died. My grandma died before I was born, my grandma Lopez. And then my grandpa died uh, when I was like six or seven. Um, oh wow, so I was still pretty young, um but the family owns the house, so we would still go there every Sunday and basically grill burgers or whatever we were eating, chicken, whatever it might be, and then they would watch sports, or I remember we would watch The Simpsons every Sunday at eight o'clock, uh and then we would go home <laughs> and that that literally happened every Sunday, and then when the Red Wings were playing, like it was huge deals because you know the the wings of the 90s was kind of like the dream team oh yeah um, so like when the stanley cups were going on uh we would always have huge parties and and growing up it was just
1: so that's why that's why hockey is the only sport you'll watch <laughs> that makes sense that all that all makes sense yeah now. i'm putting it together
0: exactly you know the whole uh chelios Fedorov, off that whole uh eiserman that whole team was kind of the team that i grew up with um paul coffee all of them so uh Mm -hmm. so that was something pretty pretty neat um and then off of that my family i am the youngest of the four um and i'm an oops baby so the oldest is 18 years older than me and the youngest of my three sisters is 10 years older than me um oh wow yeah so i grew up with you know with sisters older than me too. And I have nieces that are just yes. younger than me. Um, so I kind of had a, a, a dis, uh, not dysfunctional, but a, um, unique growing up experience. Um,
1: that's the polite way to <laughs> say this. <song>, so. <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
0: uh, so it was just, it was good. I was raised by a lot of people. I wasn't just raised by a mom and sure. a dad. I was raised by everybody. Um, but yeah, what was it like for you in, in your, you know, you grew up in a different scenario than I did
1: sure 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 uh you know it was it was different i my parents got divorced before i can even like remember anybody else so i i would i've always known four parents like a mom a dad a a stepdad and a stepmom Mm -hmm. right so i've always i've always just known four parents so uh that comes with extra of everything right so i have four sets of grandparents you know i or yeah, four sets of grandparents. Yeah. So um and great grandparents and aunts and uncles across the board. I, I just a lot of of people um mm-hmm. that I knew but that I didn't wasn't super close to, right? So it wasn't kinda like your scenario where you had a lot of people and you were really close to it, right? I had a yeah. bunch of people that I was that I knew. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, so that was a little bit different, but uh, for me it was growing up with uh with these five siblings, right? So um it's my older sister than me and then uh then my parents got divorced, right? My mom, and stepdad had a son named Tyler mm-hmm. who you've met. Yes. Uh, and then my dad and stepmom had three kids um who are 9, 11 and 13 years younger than me. Oh, okay. So that was that was a little bit different where I actually um was around to like change diapers on my baby sister and like there's pictures of us where she's a baby baby and I'm in high school, right. So, you know, um, it was a uh, it was a little bit different of like growing up in that that scenario. But uh, it was it prepared me really well for being a dad. Mm-hmm. Um, not because I had to do anything like a dad, but like I always was the person taking. And I should mention this too: my dad's the oldest, and I'm the oldest grandson on that side of the family that has 20 cousins. Oh wow! Right. So, like my sister's older than me and then me and then everybody else. Wow. So I have always been kind of used to being the older one, the mature one, like helping take care of all the younger mm-hmm. kids and, you know, leading the charge and all the younger kids. So, uh, it really kind of led me to, to take care of, or I should say it prepared me to, take, you know, to kind of take care of Ben and, right. and be where I am now because I'm just used to it. Used to being the, the, you know, the one who takes care of people. So that, uh, I would say that's kind of how it shaped me as, as a dad so far. Gotcha. So my next question is, uh, who is or are your parental role models? So like, is there one person in particular that sticks out or are there a couple people that like, yeah, I really look up to them. That's who I want to be like.
0: Yeah. Um, I think, you know, the biggest, the biggest role model for me is, is my mom. Um, I, uh, I lost my dad when I was 13. He passed away when I was 13 from, from colon cancer. Um, but even before then, um, he worked midnight. Um, he was a custodian. So he worked midnights Monday through Friday and was home on the weekends. So I would get up and my dad would be there before I went to school. And then he wasn't there at night. He did or I'm sorry, he didn't work midnights, he got out at midnight. Um so he went in at like five or so and would and would get out at midnight. Um but I would get up for school, dad would be there, I'd go to school, I'd come home from school and it was just me and mom. And, you know, my sisters lived mm-hmm. in my house with me, you know, kind of throughout growing up. Um but like my you know, my the youngest of my sisters, Carrie, she lived in the house with with us for for a while, you know, for a long time. But, uh, so my mom was the one that was always there for me. My mom took me to daycare. My mom picked me up from school or was there when I got home from school. My mom cooked dinner. Um, but my mom is very caring and very, uh, kind and loving and is not a mom that gets too angry with you. Like she would have her moments where I would do something stupid and she'd get mad, but it was never like discipline, discipline. It was always like, do your best you're, you know, whatever you do, whatever you do, do it your best. And, you know, you might not, you might not succeed, but you're going to do it. You know, it was never like you got to get straight A's. It was like, well, did you try and you just don't understand it that then you did your best. Um, yeah. So my mom is, is probably the biggest role model for me on, on how to be a parent, just that whole loving, kind, caring human being. Um, and then as I got older, it was joe ruttinger it was kayla's dad um be, mm-hmm. because i didn't have it you know my dad like i said died when i was 13 and and he taught me stuff before he passed away um but kayla's but you're so young at that yeah point, right? kayla's dad is really kind of taken on the like okay here's how you can work on a car here's how you can build things here's how we can fix your basement and you know do you know house stuff and, and you know how we can work on cabinets and plumbing and things like that so so being able to gain that knowledge from him as like um, a hands-on parent uh is very yeah. cool too
1: yeah that's awesome uh do you find yourself like and even now you know Cora's only a year old but have you found yourself like taking lessons you learned from your mom and already applying them to to cora
0: yeah i think you know just trying to be there when when she's trying new things and and failing at them, you know, whether it be walking and letting her stumble, you know, not being there to like catch her right away Um, or just letting her cry when she needs to cry. And then, you know, coming up and being like, it's okay. You know, it's going to be okay. I understand you're frustrated, but it's going to be okay. Um, So I think that that's kind of the biggest part is just, you know, that, that loving caring side of things, but letting her try new things. Um, and you know, letting her fail, but then being there to support when when I can um yeah yeah I absolutely get what that. was what was it like for you? Did you have anybody kind of in, in your neck of the woods that that you looked up to
1: yeah uh i actually- i have kind of two separate answers to this um so i have obviously my parents were huge shapers in my life, and it's and all four of them um because it's it's very interesting, all four of them bring something completely different to the table mm-hmm. when it comes to parenting. Um my mom is very similar to your mom, very, you know, affectionate, very loving, very, you know, wants to take care of everybody. Um it's why she became a nurse. You know, she just wants to take care of everybody and that's kind of her thing, right? Uh, my stepdad is very logical and level headed. Um it takes a lot to get him worked up. It takes a lot to, you know, get to a point where he's upset about something. And I that's a lesson I, I really like to take with mm-hmm. me of like, hey, how can I be that even keeled, right? Um, my dad is super knowledgeable about a lot of things. Um, not that my other parents aren't, but like my dad is. You know, he likes to have that talk about you know kind of intellectual talks, and likes to be very you know he just knows about a lot of things. So it's it's easy to kind of take that and be like, okay, I want to be kind of the the resource that, that my kids go mm-hmm. to. And then my stepmom is uh, the kind of person that she just like uh, she takes care of. Of everything, right? She knows all the birthdays. She knows all the uh, holidays. She knows to send cards. She, she just does all of it, right? She's always just on top of everything. Um, so I think th- those four, like, big traits, yeah. one from each, like, parent, I've kind of tried to adapt. Nice. Um but I would say, like, my parental role models, um, and I say this because I actually met them when I was in high school a little bit later in life, um, are my my friends, the Hallworths. So um, I was lucky enough that I, I got to... Um, I met uh, their son, Connor, when we were in high school, um, and they actually ended up moving to Colorado right after I graduated. Connor's a couple years younger mm. than I am, but um, right after I graduated high school, they moved out to Colorado, um, and they kind of pseudo-adopted me um, as I was going through college and kind of taking that step from, from, you know, high school to adulthood um, and what they did as parents is something I really want to emulate when my kids get older, where they were so they knew how to balance the independence of their kids and the creativity of their kids mm-hmm. while also keeping a really solid family nucleus together, right? Like even now, Elena I think lives in D.C., Connor lives in Montana, and they live in in Arizona, and they're just as tight now as they were when the, all four of them lived in the same house oh, together. Nice, right? Like, and and they just have this this great balance, and it's something I always watched of, you know, they were able to to like I said, like allow their kids to to do their thing. Mm-hmm. You know, they they didn't. They were they let them empowered them to do what they wanted to do. Let them be independent, but at the same time, you know, just kept this really good family core. And uh, it's something I, I've always like. I think I was drawn to it the most because you know, coming from divorced parents, it's it was not always the case, right? You know, bouncing from house to house. Sometimes it was a little bit sporadic. Mm-hmm. Um, but seeing that ability to keep everybody together will also be independent and be their own p- people. That was something I just I, I really 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 want to emulate one day when when my when my kids get to that point because I think that's just it was so so cool to see
0: nice that's awesome
1: yeah so that kind of leads me into my next question like what kind of dad do you want to be you know I kind of talked about what what I would like to get to what what about you what kind of dad do you want to be yeah I think you know it was kind of similar to to what I said as far as like my
0: role model you know my mom is kind of the biggest inspiration so just that caring loving fun type of dad you know I want to be a dad that Cora can turn to when she's having bad days but also when she's having good days we can go dance and sing and laugh and have fun um I want to be a fun dad you know but I also want to be a dad that actually can can teach some lessons um Whatever it may be, like, I would love to get to that point where I'm like Kayla's dad, like, okay, this is how we're going to fix your car. Here's what we need to do to work on that or whatever it might be, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But I think a combination of that is is what I've been really striving for is just caring, loving, fun, um, good days or bad days, you know, always just just being there when you need me. Um, so that's what I'm kind of aiming for. But uh, I guess we'll see down the line.
1: Um yeah, <laughs> what it's all it it's one of those things, right? You can, you set a target, you know. Yeah. Hope to get close. Yeah,
0: exactly. Do you have a an idea of your overarching dad your your dad that you want to be?
1: Uh, I I always want to be there for my kids, mm-hmm. um, in whatever capacity that's gonna. And I know that it's super broad, right? A lot of people are like, oh, I'm, you know, I want to always be there for my kids, and I also want to uh, whatever it may be, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to be there to support always you know yeah cuz i think that's that's super important and just uh whatever it, they whatever like ben i have no idea what ben's going to turn out to be right mm-hmm. we're going to we're going to do our best and we're going to teach him everything he needs but in the end it's going to be his personality and i, I want to be more of i'll be a, you know the resource the person to lean on the you know shoulder to cry and if needed you know all that kind of stuff i just i want to be the supportive dad that's always always there for my kids uh cuz i you know that's the biggest thing I think uh that when I look back at at like my high school experience or middle school or anything like that like just having the people that are there for you mm-hmm. uh end up making the biggest impact and I want to be that for my kids. Oh, for sure.
0: For sure. You know, I think I just want to be Paul Rudd.
1: Yeah, I get that. I mean, who who among us doesn't, right? <laughs> like who among us? Yeah. Uh, how do yours and Kayla's parenting styles differ? So you know, you kind of talked about what you want to be as a dad. How how are you and Kayla different?
0: Um, you know, Kayla's a little bit more hands on. You know, she she lets Ka- Cora you know test her bounds, but but Kayla you know loves to be right in there with her, and um, even when Cora's sleeping and should be putting her to bed, she's like, I just want to cuddle her. You know, Kayla is a cuddly mom, and she just wants to love on Cora. As much as she can. And not that I don't, but, mm-hmm. you know, I like to give Cora some space from time to time and just let her kind of walk around and, and you know, if she's upset and crying, you know, I'm okay with letting her cry for a minute. Um, and Kayla's just kind of right there to pick her up, which isn't bad by any means. Um, sure. You know, when Cora's upset and uh, sad, she cries for Kayla, you know, she yells mama and, you know, is looking for Kayla to comfort her. Um hmm so kayla is is definitely hands-on i mean but but kayla's on top of it you know getting her dressed getting her ready in the morning i'm out the door before they wake up in the morning so kayla is is that working mom she gets her up she feeds her she clothes her she gets her ready for the for the day takes her to daycare comes home works and then picks her up from daycare so you know i really i admire kayla for everything she does for cora um she's there when cora needs her um since I have my hour drive, you know, I don't get home till six, six 30. Um, but, but Kayla's really the, the hands-on loving, caring, nurturing mom that, that I think is, is great for, for any kid to have. But I think in particular for Cora, because I, I want to be that supportive, but let you fail from time to time, kind of dad.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny. Cause I think, uh, like katie and i are the same way as you and kayla right where i'm i'm the same i i I, you know tend to like i'll let ben sit up and look around on his own and you know kind of i know it's only been two and a half Mm -hmm. months so it's not you know we haven't gotten to that point yet but we're already starting to develop that side of it where katie's definitely more hands-on more you know definitely more cuddly more you know wants to be around him all the time not that i don't you know i love the kid to death uh but you know katie's the same way where she's very much you know hands on but at the same time she you know being a kindergarten teacher she also is very much into like she'll read him books Mm -hmm. all the time she you know buys all the educational toys she wants to make sure that he you know starts off on the right foot on his education and stuff like that so um she wants to be those two sides of it where she wants to be the person that, that teaches and also is there to, to lift them up. Right. Yeah. So for sure. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's funny to hear that Kayla and Katie are very similar in that. Manner. Yeah,
0: it makes sense. I feel like they're, they're very similar overall. I agree. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I, I can't wait for you to get older, like for Ben to get older, to really see kind of once he gets into those later months, how, you know, if if you are that way or if you change a little bit.
1: I, I'm excited for it, but at the same time, like, I look at how much he's grown mm. just in two and a half months, and it's mind-blowing. Mind-blowing. The kid's massive. I know he's not, <laughs> but, like... I mean, his head is. His head's in the 80th percentile, so he's got a big old head, but uh he's just he's grown so much it's crazy uh now his eyes are open all the time yeah that's awesome he's always looking around he's always he started to to babble okay right that's so he uh if he's just sitting on my lap he'll just start like babbling or laughing and smiling uh not because of gas like he's just actually laughing or just actually smiling right um so that's been that's been pretty fun the last few days to to see that nice very cool the last question I have on on this topic is so just how was your life different since becoming a dad? Obviously, you have a kid now, right? right? So that's different. But you know, what exactly ha- has changed from before to now? Um, I think
0: we've probably talked about this before, but I think you know, I mean, COVID was a big part of it too. But um, the ability to kind of go out without care, right? Like hanging out with friends and oh, not yeah. having to worry about it, um, being able to just pack your bags and go on a trip, um, doing those kinds of things. I mean, like camping, Yeah, we love camping and we didn't go at all this year and we really didn't go much last year because Kayla was hella pregnant and then Cora, right, right. you know, it just turned one so she was very young. Um, So being able to do that, that kind of stuff, I mean, luckily we have friends that are really, really accepting of Cora and love Cora and, like, love to be around her and want to – hold her and, you know, coo at her and all that. So that's that's nice when we can get together with friends. We have friends that are very, very accepting of, of you know, having a little toddler around too, um, walking and destroying their things. Uh, but, you, yeah. you know, having like you and Jordan and Josh, you know, you and Katie and Jordan and Josh is always great because if we need other parents to be around, we can always just be like, hey, let's have a parent night.
1: Mm-hmm yeah that is super helpful right right it's just creating a, a new community of of parents which is which is really cool yeah
0: yeah is what about you you know you're two months into this thing what are you seeing as different
1: <laughs> i feel so much busier kate and i were talking today we were walking around the block and i don't know where where this came up at but we were we were just kind of talking about you know we tried to rake uh that's that's what it was we were i raked the front yard this uh on saturday uh and then we were gonna rake the backyard on sunday and then we just didn't have time like we just got busy with something ben wasn't in a good mood he was fussy he was cranky we had to go to the store like it was just all of it all kind of piled on and katie and i looked at each other and uh katie was like you know it's funny normally if we didn't write the backyard we would have said we were bit we were too busy but really we would have been just too lazy right but we literally were just too busy to get to it on sunday which was which is crazy so i mean just the amount of things that get added to your plate when there's a baby there because your your whole schedule is his schedule right yeah. like it's not he, you don't get to do really anything you want to do anymore like uh I, that was a generalization of course mm-hmm. there's that you get to do the things you want to do but uh for the most part when he's awake it's it's all about him oh yeah and he's gonna do you know you gotta make sure he's happy and fed and changed and you know all this kind of stuff and entertained and that's the other thing is like now he's getting the age where he needs to be entertained Mm -hmm. like he needs to be looking at a book or uh you know or staring at his toys or whatever it is um and that's been so it just adds to the adds to the busyness so you're just so busy once you become a parent yeah
0: oh for sure for sure it is uh it is crazy we do dishes and laundry all the time
1: oh my gosh so many so much laundry just so (laughs) much laundry and every time you're like oh i'm caught today today katie i took my dirty clothes downstairs last night Mm -hmm. and today at like one o'clock katie's like oh do you have any dirty clothes and i was like no i don't and i was like oh yep yes i do i have three shirts laying on the floor because two of them got puked on (laughs) you know true oh uh, it's just cr- it's so much laundry and also you're not grossed out by by anything anymore right i mean literally anything
0: oh yeah no definitely i mean puke poop pee all of it
1: just and all. yep it's just there just happens it, it right it just
0: happens um but hey i got a listener question for us before we wrap this thing up
1: yeah hit me um
0: who is your favorite tv or movie dad
1: Ooh. Favorite TV or movie dad.
0: Oh, there's so many. There's so many. So many good ones. Yeah. There's a ton out there.
1: Um favorite TV or movie dad. It's it's tough. I I think I'm gonna go with uh Dr. Cox, not just because Scrubs is my favorite <laughs> show of all time. And it's not even Dr. Cox with his own kids. I just I liked, I really like the idea of of maybe not the way he goes about yeah. it, but the the idea of like he always is teaching, uh-huh. right? He's always teaching, always, you know, trying to give a lesson, trying to get you to that next you know step, and uh, he's always just trying to to elevate you. That's his right. that's his goal, whether he goes about it the right way or not, right? But I really like that idea of like always trying to. You know, not push too hard, but always try and elevate, you know, your kiddo and to the next level and try and, you know, be there for them when they need you. Yeah. So I think he's my favorite TV dad. Okay.
0: Nice. All right. Your turn. Um, So I've been thinking about this. Uh, and it's, it's pretty interesting you say Dr. Cox because I have a similar answer. Um, first, Alan Matthews from Boy Meets World. Okay. Um, okay. the way that he raised Corey and Eric and, you know, he was a working dad. He worked at a grocery store. Then eventually he bought his own outdoors, like outdoor, uh, retail shop. Um, sure. He was just a working dad and he still had time to be there for dinner and teach the kids lessons and he would get frustrated with them, but then he would, they would always make up at the end. You know, he was just that supportive all around good dad that was there, um, and then the second person I thought of was Mr. Feeney from Boy Meets World. And sure. it was very similar to what you said about Dr. Cox. You know, Mr. Feeney always wanted his students to be their best and to do their best and to be there for each other as well as themselves. Um, and he was always there just to teach them a lesson and to say goodbye to them. Uh, and and it was always nice when Feeney came on the screen and he had something to tell Corey or Sean about their life or about what they're learning about and he always just pushed them to do their best and he was there till the very end um when he taps his fingers on the desk and the very last episode mm-hmm. says class dismissed Ugh!
1: wow you really love boy meets god, World. god
0: who doesn't though my goodness yeah, yeah. i uh i can't wait to show cora boy meets world so that they can teach her all the life lessons that i'll miss
1: it's funny that this question came up because, you know, it actually was really tough for me to try and think of a TV dad. There's not there's not a tone that stick out in my mind. No,
0: there's definitely not. I mean, the other one that I thought of was Arthur Weasley.
1: Sure, and, sure, sure. That's a really good yeah, one. Yeah, you
0: know, just his love and, like, his, um, his excitedness for discovering new things,
1: you know? And he's so happy being a dad. I know that's, like sometimes it is really tough to just sit back and be like, wow, I'm really a dad, you know, yeah. but it seemed like his character captured that really well. That that, the pure joy of just having a family. Yeah. I think that's, that was really cool to see on screen. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It was good. The Weasleys all around Arthur and Molly, you know, just great, great parents.
1: That's your ideal family right there. I, I'll go to the grave saying that. Oh, absolutely. How many, eight kids? Is that right? Seven. Uh, Six? hold on. I'll count it. Um, it's Katie's going to. I get think it's at seven. I think it is seven. You got Char- uh, so it's Charlie and Bill, Charlie, Bill, Percy, Fred, George, Ron, Ginny.
0: Yep. Okay, we n- nailed it. it.
1: Nailed it. I only watch those movies like once a week. <laughs> I should know better. Exactly. Shame on you. I know it. I told you, my, my wife's going to get mad at me when this episode comes yeah, out. Yeah, she will be.
0: She'll be mad at both of us. Me for trying yeah, to kill true. a bird and you for not remembering the Weasleys.
1: Yeah, but luckily for you, your story's at the beginning of the episode, so she'll start out mad at you and end up <laughs> mad at me. So
0: That is true. Oh, it'll be great. It'll be great. It will be. All right, uh, well, let's go ahead and wrap this thing up. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I agree. All right.
0: Well, uh, thank you all again so much for listening to Big Dad Energy. We appreciate every listen we got. Um, please continue to send us emails, like and comment on our posts. You know, we love all the support and uh, everything we get from you all. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much.
1: Yeah, if, you, if you're new and you want to find those, our social media. We're at Big Dad Energy Pod on Twitter and Instagram, and then on Facebook. If you just look for Big Dad Energy, you'll find us there. So uh, make sure that you go, give us a follow, give us a like, whatever it is. Um, and if you get a chance, just rate and review these uh, these podcasts on on whatever app you're listening to. That just helps us a lot. So I appreciate it. Once again, thanks for listening. I'm Jared Spansky
0: I'm Joe Lopez.
1: And remember, click your tongues twice before you use them.